0: This is Sports View, WMUL's premier sports talk show, featuring guests from Thundering Herd Athletics. Sports View is presented by the award-winning FM 88 sports team.
1: Now, here's tonight's host of Sports View. Good Good evening and welcome to Sports View. I'm Justin Zimmer. Tonight the program, we've left our normal home in the radio studio and now we're here in the television studio for our first simulcast. A note of the program's format. While the conversations will be direct with the athletes and trying to get to know all about martial athletics, we are not on the same set. Due to the university's COVID-19 guidelines, I will be on the at the main desk and the athletes will be on a side set which we'll show you momentarily. We are in full compliance with the, with the guideline set by the Marshall University Department of Athletics. So with that, we begin the program tonight with Marshall Women's Tennis. Three, we have three guests joining us this evening, and I'll introduce the other now. Jute Van Hanswick, Gabriel Claro, and Wright Gillar. Ladies, good evening. Welcome to the program.
2: Good evening. Hello.
1: L- let's talk about the season so far. You had the Liberty, you had the Liberty Union, you had the Liberty Invitational a couple weeks back. Very good performance there. So kind of talk about the first being, you know, you're in this kind of fall, spring, semester kind of season. So how's the season been the first after the first tournament?
2: Yeah, I think it's been really good. We've been trying to, like, practice a lot. Before we went to Liberty, we literally had just three days to practice with our new assistant coach, who's really good. And then, yeah, getting directly the opportunity to play was actually great to see where everybody was at and now we've been practicing for one and a half weeks and like go to Charleston next week to uh, not next week this Thursday to play the next tournament
3: i feel like yeah we are super excited and it was really a great opportunity as ricker said because it was the time to apply like what we try to do and improve at the practice to like apply it in tournament it was really good and like also like traveling with the team was like also, really good, and especially with like the freshmen, I really appreciate it, and I think they also did, so it was really nice. Yeah, I obviously um, agree with them. Like, it was super exciting to
4: play again, and to play fall tournaments again, because last year we didn't play the fall, and um, I think it's very helpful towards our spring season um, to have these tournaments, and um, to see where we're at, and what we need to work on. And um, I think we started well, um, but we can also improve in a lot of things, and we have a lot of potential. So um, that's exciting.
1: So you go from, you go from the fall, you, you, again, with the coronavirus pandemic, you know, the fall, you know, you, there was no fall season. You had to go right into spring. Very successful spring season. You had multiple players ranked in the ITA top 25. So what does that mean for the state of the program? Because, you know, obviously there's success. There's top 25. Anytime you get an athlete in the top 25, it's very good. What does that say for the state of this program right now that you're starting to get recognition nationally, at least in the region?
2: I think it's pretty good. Um, Yeah, we played actually a a good season in spring, especially with not having a fall. Um, Gabby and I were sophomores, so for us directly going into spring season, not having a first college match ever was actually like really hard. So I think. This year, it's even better, especially for our freshmen. We have um, four new players, so that's kind of a lot. We're a young team now, but uh, with a lot of potential, the, the new freshmen are doing really good, a lot of potential, and um, yeah, I think if we continue working this hard, it's gonna be a good spring season.
3: Yeah, I think. We are really excited about the spring, and like especially with like our new freshmen, our new assistant coach, a lot of energy, positive energy. And I think if we work hard every day, like show up, try to improve every day, I think we can have ambition and like maybe try to perform really well in the spring and maybe beat like some top 30, top 50 in the nation. I think we can do that. Yeah, I also
4: think like having these rankings last year from last spring. Um, it's really exciting because it shows that we have like a lot of potential. Um, and we have some players that return, but uh, we also have some new freshmen. Um, so it will be exciting to see like where we're at this year because it's obviously a new year. Um, so yeah, we will see where we get, but I'm really excited because we have a really good team.
1: Let's talk about the Thunder in the Mountains Invitational, obviously hosted by West Virginia, you know, big, you know, anytime Marshall and West Virginia play, it's, it's a rivalry. But talk about, like, this tournament in particular. What does it mean for you guys early in the season to play, like, you're like an in state rival? Conference play, you know, there's not as much, you know, rivalry, much stake, uh, much matchup at stake. But talk about having, like, a real in depth rivalry match in tennis, because a lot of it's a lot of time, like, one on one. You know, you have, like, the great rivalry to the game. What's it like playing as a team having a rivalry against another school?
2: I personally think it's really exciting. We didn't get to um, play them last spring because it was canceled. So for us, it's gonna be the first time and I think for you two as well. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited about the atmosphere. How is it going? And um, yeah, like of course playing against them and competing against them and giving it all. Um, Yeah, I've never had like something like this before but I know it's a really big deal here. So yeah, I'm really excited to play for Marshall and um, give it all next Sunday.
3: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a great match. And like, I heard like for all the other sport heels, like Marshall against West Virginia University is like the big fight, the big derby. So I'm really excited to show up and like to have this big fight and maybe try to get the win, of course. Yeah, I honestly have waited two
4: years for this. So um, yeah, I'm really excited and I think that's why um, yeah, you, you really play for those matches to have that excitement. Um, so I'm super excited and we will give it all. And um, we also don't need to put too much pressure on it because it's still a fall tournament. Like all what really matters is the spring. Um, so it will be good to play them and see where we're at um, towards the spring.
1: And talk about the conditioning aspect of it, because you talk about, you know, you say you'll play them, you know, as you, you play them, again, you'll, you won't play them in the spring, but you, you, you're gearing towards the spring. And in the spring, just real quick, because right now, these tournaments, they're playing multiple teams a week. They're going to play multiple schools in multiple school events. Come the springtime, it's like one-on-one. It'll be Marshall versus Eastern Michigan, Marshall versus Cincinnati. It'll be like, it'll be more one-on-one matches, and it's more, it's not you're playing at this massive tournament. So talk about like this approach, because I find this fascinating. Your toughest matches are in the spring, but what kind of individual lesson can you get from these fall tournaments when it comes to the spring when you're just playing one school and it's not a multi-team event?
4: I think it's very good to have like um, a lot of matches in the fall. Um, These tournaments you get to play like a lot more matches than you're doing in the spring. Uh sometimes you play two schools uh you play two doubles, two singles a day, and it just really helps to get in the rhythm and to see where you add against different players, different spots, um also for doubles to try different partners, different combinations um, so it's really getting that experience uh, in the fall tournaments um that helps towards the spring
3: yeah, I really agree with that, especially like for like and me because we didn't have that fall yet, uh, last year so I feel like we need like this fall tournament to improve and like work on a lot of things and like during this tournament you play like a lot of different kind of players with like different games so like you need to like obviously like try to adjust your game like with the uh, opponent so like I feel like it's really it's really nice to have this fall tournament.
2: Yeah, I I also think it's good for our coaches, um, especially with our new players, four new players, um, which is kind of a lot, and having a young team, it's nice to see where everybody is at after the summer, after like three and a half months of break, being home, working by ourselves. So seeing where everybody is at and where we can improve and what we can do is nice. Also like for the doubles, as Jutta said, um, seeing who can play with who, because a lot of the doubles teams we had last year playing um, kind of split up now because some of the players, um, yeah, are, are done. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, a, it's good for, for our coaches as well and, of course, for us to, like, see where we're at, what we can improve and try to apply what we are practicing on um, in our matches and, um, yeah, improving from that because I feel like in the spring there are so many matches coming up, that it's hard to, like, improve on or, like, work on specific stuff individually. So I think, yeah, that's nice in the fall.
1: And Gabriel and you talked about this. You're both sophomores. This is your first fall season that you guys have individually played. You know, you're, you're already a freshman in college. That, you know, that adjustment's different enough. You're, and then you're a student athlete. You're one of the few sports in college athletics that they have a fall and a spring component. You lose the fall aspect. So – how hard is that for you coming from like from like the high school level and the junior level not to have like time to kind of get acclimated to college tennis that you guys were just like forced right into it in the spring?
3: I feel like uh, last year was tough, like especially like because COVID was still like – I mean, it's still definitely here, but like more like last year. So, like also during like winter break, we couldn't also have the chance home to like got some tournaments. So, like it was – like really tough but like i feel like our teammates were really there for us like they really help us to like find a way like fight and like try to improve every day and i feel like now now that it's really like the true season like we can have full like we are even more excited and more determined like to fight and of course like to get some win
2: yeah i kind of agree on that um i think or for me it was actually hard going directly into spring season, um, having played the last match probably a year ago. Um, so, yeah, going directly in this competition was hard, and especially going through the fall just practicing six days a week. Um, yeah, I think we all showed up pretty good and worked hard, uh, which was really nice. And then having, coming back home, um, couldn't practice really. And didn't get the chance to play the tournaments. Um, yeah, it, it took a little bit for us, I would say, to adjust to this college tennis and to the to the spring season. But um, yeah, it worked out pretty good.
1: Jude, how about you? You're a junior now. You you had a fall season your freshman year, and then your sophomore season. You don't get that fall season. So talk about it a little on your end because you you had played some college tennis, but you lose that fall season. So how big of a difference was that for you cuz you know at least for, cause you at least had the exposure to a false but not not having one the following year
4: I think it was definitely easier for me like you cannot compare it as a freshman um like what they did was just super hard um they did not even get the chance to prove themselves and like show what they got and then you go home and you're not even able to practice there and play tournaments there so it's it was totally different for me and definitely easier Um, I got already some experience and it's for everyone the same. Like COVID was hard for everyone. Like nobody really got the chance to compete over summer practice a lot. Um, so I was just like the others, like, yes, it was hard, but it was for everyone the same. And I tried to make the best out of it. Um, but I'm honestly super happy that this is getting better, uh, right now that we get in fall again. Um, and yeah, I will get much more confident um, for upcoming spring. Now we have these fall tournaments again.
1: All right, we're here joined by Marshall Women Senate, Jude Van Hanzo, Gabriel Claro, Reiki Re- 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 Galar. What we're gonna do right now is we're gonna pause for a quick break. We'll be right back with more on Sports View on the Connecticut Sports Radio Network. <laughs>
0: worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Good evening,
5: everyone, and welcome to the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Buckeye Field, Columbus, Ohio, Thundering Herd, and the 24th-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes.
6: Here in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Oak Field, at Dale Park. At the
1: U.K. Soccer Complex, in the heart of
7: bluegrass country, Lexington, Kentucky.
6: Welcome back to Houston, Texas, the site of the 2008 Conference USA Softball Tournament.
0: WMUL-FM Huntington. No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon.
5: Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Eddings sports side, bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail, Southern Miss.
0: On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina, ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone,
5: North Carolina, Andrew S. Packer on board.
0: The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, WMUL-FM, Huntington.
1: Welcome back to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I'm Justin Zimmer here, joined by Marshall Women's Senate Jude Van Henswick, Gabriel Claro, Re- Reiki Galler, joining us here this evening. So Jude, I want to start off with you. You're one of the veteran, you're, you're junior, one of the upperclassmen on this team. This is a very. Uh, you look at the composition of the roster. There's a lot of international players, very few, very few Americans. But it's a very veteran-led team. There's a lot of upperclassmen, very few underclassmen. What does that say about like the state of the, What does that say for you guys about the state of the program? That you guys have a very core group of the roster, and a, and a lot of it has experience at the collegiate level. Tell tennis?
4: Yeah, I feel like we have a good mix. Like we have some incoming freshmen. Like we have four um, good freshmen, and then um, obviously these two um, great sophomores. Um, so I think we are a good mix of experience and incoming people, and um, yeah, the experienced people, like the upperclassmen, can really help the freshmen and the sophomores. Um, yeah, to get into it and to like learn them how everything works, how um, it's going, and also helping them in tougher times. Like as a freshman, everything can be sometimes like overwhelming, um, and just help them, support them, and just be there for them. Um, I think that's very helpful, uh, helpful uh, for them. Um, and that's what like upperclassmen should like do or like um, can really be like helpful for. Um, so yeah, I think that's like to share the experience. That's the most important thing.
1: And Gabriel Ricky, I hope you too feel free to jump in on this. You're you're, you're one of the as as Julia mentioned, you're one of the two sophom- one of the sophomores on this team you have a lot of veterans to look up to, a lot of seniors, a lot of juniors. What is that like for you all as, like, incoming – like, you're not incoming anymore, but, you, like, you're still young, you're young in the collegiate experience to have, like, a, lot, a very vast range of people to go to who have experience at the collegiate especially now this year playing your first fall and spring season.
2: I think it's really nice, um, especially for us, but also for the freshmen to have someone to, like, kind of look up to and like ask for advices, especially as being an international student, um, it's a lot different from what we have in Europe. So understanding this whole college um, system and the playing, especially fall and spring, because it's different, um, is really nice to have them there and support you. And of course, on the court as well, giving you the experience, um, playing doubles together and playing with them is really great um because a lot of tactics you can yeah you can do with them they can help you um with a lot of stuff on the court and yeah i think it's it's really nice and i think it's a good opportunity especially for our freshmen as well not only for us um to have them there and yeah help us
3: yeah i feel like uh i really appreciate the fact that we have like juniors and seniors because also like especially last year because we didn't get the chance to play like fall tournament so they were really there for us and like motivated us especially for this year to show up like this year and i feel like as rica say as an international student sometimes it can be like confusing like even like off and in the court so like i really appreciate it and i think they're like kind of like leader and also like mommies. so i think <laughs> We are trying to also, like as sophomore, like definitely to help the freshmen, and I hope we are doing a great job. And talk about that. I think in
1: all three of you have a unique experience here, and I think not many of the student athletes have like not many not many teams here are are heavily internationally based rosters. So talk about that. Like all three of you are from Europe, you know a lot of your teams from Europe as well. But but you have a couple of Americans blended into the mix. How do you all try to form those communication like like because I because I feel like and I'm, and I'm presuming this year like the communication that sometimes can be tough especially at first how do you guys try to form a communicate communicative relationship especially in doubles when you're on the same side of the court together and I'll, I'll start all, this one off with Gabrielle.
3: Uh, I feel like it was maybe like harder last year because definitely it was my first year I was not like really fluent so it was tough but like every time like especially the senior again like. And Gui, uh, like junior, they were trying like really hard like to help us and like, also also definitely understand us, because sometimes it was tough. And also like John, our head coach, was really helping us. And I feel like sometimes you know, like especially in double, you don't even need like to talk, just like also just like do sign with your hand. So yeah, we, we were trying, and I feel like we are getting better. <laughs> I hope so.
1: G:, if, do if you, if, if you guys want to chime in on this as well?
2: yeah no i kind of agree on that um yeah i would i would say as, like the first couple of weeks it's hard um but since you're speaking the language the whole time you kind of get into it really quickly and i see that also with our freshmen i mean two of them are from england so for them it's a little bit easier um but still it's getting there sometimes that they have a hard time understanding us um but we we're, we're trying our best and they're trying our uh, their best and yeah i think besides that it's actually going well
1: and Judith, i I want to give you chances too too a chance to, yeah. chance to to adjust it
2: um yeah i feel like you get
4: like into it real quick like it takes you maybe a semester to get into it but after that it's it's fine and it's also funny because, like, we have now French, we have German, we have Dutch, so we are also like learning other languages, and sometimes we are mixing everything. But that makes it even more fun. And even the Americans are learning some French, um, some German. So it's just a really cool experience to have like so many different cultures and languages in a team.
1: I want. I, I, I want to turn now to the academics, Enrique. I'll start off with you. Yep. You know, Tennis is one of the, the sports where, especially like as you get into the spring season, in the fall you're kind of gone multiple days. But in the spring season it's a little more time crunch. You have a lot, everything's a lot more compact together. So talk about the academic time management that you all have to have because you're, you're playing in the fall multiple day tournaments, but in the spring it's like all tightly crunched together.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like it's especially already this fall um, – for Gabby and me, a little bit different since we're going um on the through the tournaments, traveling a little bit um we didn't really had the full spring season experience, I would say because a lot of matches got cancelled or um yeah, we couldn't just couldn't play them, so I think this spring is gonna be really tough, and I think um yeah, it's all about time management in that case, like. Planning your days, um, especially right now, planning the weeks ahead, when I need to do what, and um, yeah, having that time management is actually the key in this this situation, and I think if we continue doing that because we're doing academically as a team pretty good, um, yeah, there's no problem uh, in showing up in the matches and not worrying about the academics.
3: Yeah, I feel like. It's all about like time management. Definitely, it's tougher during the spring because we are traveling, like sometimes like flying, like so it can be complicated. I feel like yeah, you need to work ahead, and also sometimes it can be hard like to have the motivation to work like at the hotel. So like yeah, definitely work ahead and like try to plan your day, and of course like just reach out to your teacher if you have any problem. But I think it's gonna be fine.
4: Yeah, like um Gabby said, it's um it's really just time management and communication with teachers and there are some days that you know will be long uh, travel days. Um for example, in a few weeks we'll go to Charleston, South Carolina. It's an 8-hour drive. Like it's really important to know what you want to do like d- during the travel hours because it's 8 hours like you really can get some work done, but if if you're not prepared you will not do that so it's really like about time management and um, then everything works out and I think we, we are doing great as a team um, so yeah it's going well
1: and ladies again I want to thank you for the time, thank you for, thank you for being here opening up our, our, our season of sports so I want, I want to end with this question you know, you're all here at Marshall, what does it mean for you to play here for Marshall and, and I'll start off with Jude here
4: um, it's super exciting. I'm, I'm super happy to be here at Marshall and to get the chance to play here. Um, it's a great opportunity, great experience, and I'm I'm very thankful um, for it. And I'm just enjoying my time here. And yeah, I really appreciate like all the people supporting and our coaches spending a lot of time um, with us and really trying to get us better. Uh, I'm really thankful.
3: Yeah, I really like the atmosphere here. And I'm also super thankful for the opportunity, like playing like tennis, so my passion. And at the same time, like getting like all my studies and like at a bachelor, it's really like a dream. And like, especially when you compare like to the European system, I feel like American is definitely the best one, like to combine your sport and your studies. So it's really a great opportunity. All my teammates are amazing. Coaches are amazing. like. Honestly the professor they're always like helping us like especially as international and as a uh, athletes, so it's really nice and I really like it and I'm gonna enjoy it a few days.
6: Uh
2: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna uh, agree on that, of course. Um yeah, for me it's also something personal. One of my teammates back home in Germany, um she played for Marshall, so It's like kind of having this connection also being from home um, with her is really nice. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate it, of course, being here and getting the opportunity to play and also do my academics here. And, I mean, Marshall is is really great. The people here around campus, professors, um, are really nice, really helpful in every situation. You can every, every time go to someone and they will help you. And, yeah, yeah, it's really – it's a great time. It's going to be great three more years. So, yeah, I really appreciate it.
1: Stuart Van Hanswick, Gabriel Claret, Reiki Gillard, members of the Marshall Women's Tennis Team. Ladies, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank, thank you. you. And coming up next on Sports View, we'll have the first Marshall Sports View update. And right, right near the top of the hour, Christian Palmer will, will, take, will, will sit in this seat with members of the 2020 national champion Marshall men's soccer team. You're listening to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.
8: a horrifying abomination in the eyes of God, I get a lot of questions from my victims about my taste in music. Of course, the terrified wretches are actually just scrounging in vain to find some modicum of humanity beneath my hideous exterior so that they may talk me out of devouring them alive, but that's beside the point. My taste in music is about as wide as my gaping cavernous jaws. (laughs) Oh, but my musical preferences aren't lined with hundreds of tiny, needle-thin, hooked teeth. I love jazz and alternative, Blues and gospel and everything in between. And I gotta say, the only station that meets my musical needs as a pus oozing perversion and fast miscreation of science is WMUL. They've got the best variety of music in the tri-state region, not to mention award-winning news and sports coverage. I can't say it any plainer. 88.1 WMUL is my favorite radio station. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm famished. Of course I'm always famished because I only know endless feeding and good radio, but that's beside the point. Hey kids, Rami Tolliver here to show you how to concoct the perfect radio station in your very own dorm room. Alright, you want to start your week out right on Mondays with two tablespoons of blues. Then you'll need about three gallons of alternative to carry you from Monday nights to Thursday morning. Now, you need a reinforced bowl to handle a healthy dash of street beat on Thursday, Friday and Saturday nights. All right, now, in order to relax at week's end, stir in a cup of jazz on Fridays, put a little extra zest, whip in some gospel, oldies, and the rock on the weekends. Now, if that isn't enough for you, sprinkle award-winning news and sports if you please. WMUL is your perfect proportion dose of radio to keep you slim and trim throughout the year. WMUL has not been certified healthy by the Food and Drug Administration. But who cares? It's good radio. Blakely
0: Burch gets a piece of that one. Clipped it back. That one's not coming back. Blakely Burch is going to get a three-run over. Elmore will pull up for three. He did get fouled and he knocked it down! Oh my gosh! John Elmore, Johnny Buckets, with ice in his veins! Joseph will take it instead
5: and that'll be in the back of the net, past Yusuf Oglu. cold thundering herd. Levias split out wide by himself, green looks to Levius. it's a go route. Levias bobbles it, makes the catch. Levias still on his feet at the 25, 20, 15, 10,
9: 5, touchdown! A one-play, 75-yard touchdown pass.
10: Mayo
0: kicks it out, shy, three ball. The ball is played to Mayor Abutea. Abutea sends it into the box. Morgan White's there, and Morgan White finds the goal. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage, WMUL-FM Huntington.
1: After a successful start to the 2021 cross-country season at the Virginia Tech Invitational, where the women's team finished the meet third and the men's team finished fourth, both teams wanted to improve upon their previous meets finish at the University of Virginia Panorama Farms Invitational. However, both the men's and women's team finished seventh in the event. Marshall cross-country coach Caleb Bowen spoke about the team's overall performance after the meet. Talking about the conditions were tough, but the team did not meet the expectations of the overall meet.
5: I thought we competed a lot better than we did at Virginia Tech you know, on both sides, but definitely the women. Highlighted by, you know, Abby Herring getting 15th. That was fantastic. She went forward and she, you know, beat a lot of really good athletes. Sydney Smith was a really good surprise. You know, she's been battling cold for the past month, it seems like. So it was good to see her feel better. And, you know, she was our number two girl. Kylie and Megan were really strong right together at the end. So I was very happy with them. And then the rest of the pack, like, I think they're, they're getting a lot better. It's just, think that several factors that played into it like the heat and humidity was probably the worst we've dealt with of course it was a little tougher than we thought but that's everybody runs with that so i wanted like us to finish higher i realistically thought we'd be around fifth so seventh i was a little disappointed with i thought we'd beat maryland and that was kind of like our goal but you know they're a good team and we uh we really, just need to focus on bridging the gap from like number two to number one. And because our number two, three, and four were all close together. So, if we can just get them closer to our number one, we're going to be really good. It's just, you know, each week you're getting a little bit better, getting a little bit closer.
1: The top two finishers for the women's team was junior Abby Herring, finishing with an overall time of 18 minutes and 13 seconds, closely followed by junior Sydney Smith, finishing with a time of 19 minutes and 10 seconds. The top finisher was junior Evan White, and the other scores were Jacob Urakis, Ronnie Armbuster, and Brendan Wood. However, Coach Bowen addressed that this was the first meet where the men's team was at full strength, coming off injuries suffered in the spring
5: season. The first meet, we didn't have Evan, and we didn't have Jacob and Ronnie. Now, Jacob was all conference last year, Evan should have been all-conference his freshman year, but he got injured really late. Still ran, but it you know, wasn't a good setup. And then Ronnie actually was injured as well back in 2019, and he was our number one runner for two meets. So getting those guys back into racing again, now they've all dealt with some injuries coming into the season. That's why we held them out at Virginia Tech.
1: Marshall Cross Country returns next weekend at the Livin' Lou Classic. For FMA Sports, I'm Justin Zimmer.
9: And welcome to the second half of Sports View today. I'm Christian Palmer, and I am welcomed by a few members of the Marshall Men's Soccer Team. We have senior right back jan Eric Linehos, senior center back Nathan Dos Santos, and junior midfielder Max Schneider. Guys, how are you doing this evening? I imagine well after a big win yesterday.
6: That's great. Thank you.
9: Thank you. you. Thanks. Well, I would be remiss if I did not start with this question. Take me back through the national championship, guys. What was it like winning it all, and especially the way that you did it, being underdogs and beating powerhouse after powerhouse to secure the title?
7: Uh, okay, if I can start. Like, um, obviously, it was a fantastic achievement from uh, everybody. And uh, yeah, we talked about it before. Everybody thought that we were the underdog. But we didn't see ourselves like that, to be honest. And um, we just enjoyed the ride. That's, uh, that's what I, how I would describe it.
10: Yeah, I think for all of us, it was um, maybe the best three weeks we had in our last years, and ex- especially after the tough COVID year. Um, and that was very great to be together, you know, like uh, face a good opponent every, every other day basically. And um, we just came closer together um, as a team, I would say. And um, for us, it, w- it wasn't a big surprise that we won. I mean, everyone was talking about how big Clemson was, how big Georgetown was, and how big Indiana was. But yeah, that might be on the paper. But for us, it was clear, all right, if we play our average game and if we outwork our opponent, we'll be fine. And um, yeah, we were happy to to bring home the, the Natty to Anning for sure.
6: Yeah, just like uh, uh, like Max said, that's kind of what you want, right? You want to play the best teams, the best players, uh, go up against the best coaches in the country. So, I think that's kind of for me and a lot of the guys what what made the experience so great is just the high level of competition. You know, playing in big stadiums under the lights. I think that that's what you want when you come here, and, and that that's the goal, right? To play on the big stage.
9: Certainly, and and talk a little bit more about the atmosphere of that. Big stage. The Marshall fans really came out and supported you all traveling far away from Huntington and really outnumbered the Indiana fans. What was it like seeing that support from your fans?
7: It was amazing to see that. Uh, Like you already said, um, we outnumbered the Indiana fans and it helped us a lot, it was like an extra boost in all these games and I think it started already in the first round, uh, the second round against Fordham, people came to our games and then it continually grew with every game after that and um, yeah, it felt like a really professional environment with all these fans on the sideline and um, yeah, big props against our fans for travelling and staying in hotels for a couple of days or driving back and then coming back for the next day. That's uh, something very unique and uh, we really appreciate that and then next guys uh talk a little bit about
9: how you had such a short turnaround usually you were playing in a separate part of the season you would have had a much longer off season to bask in the glory of your championship but instead it was pretty much right back to work for you guys as soon as you were back to school it was the start of a new season talk a little bit about that
10: yeah, I would say generally that wouldn't be a problem. Um but we needed some time definitely to recover mentally and physically after the tough season we had um and I think everybody took those weeks off um to recover but then when you come back together, you know, like um we got some new teammates we need to include them, um teach them the team culture and I think it took us a little bit longer than usual. Um Especially with all the things going on, you know, after winning a national championship. So it might have taken away the focus a little bit off of, of uh, the new season. Um, and you could see that in the first few games um, against JMU and Virginia Tech. Um, but I think now we're fine. Uh, we fought our rhythm again. Um, we're playing at our high, highest level, basically. Um, and yeah, we just start our groove again.
9: And one thing that I have noticed looking up and down the roster, almost everyone is back. Of course, Jamil Roberts was drafted by Sporting Kansas mm-hmm. City, going on to his professional career. But was that a team message? Let's bring everybody back and try to do this thing again.
6: Yeah, I mean, that, that's the goal, right? Uh, we talked about how we don't, we don't want to just be a, a one-time, you know, flash in the pan. You look at a team like Stanford, they won three national championships in a row. So... What do you have to do as a team to to achieve uh, something as great as that? And I think a big part of that is having an experienced team that uh, obviously returns a lot of players, guys that have played in those big games and also bringing in young guys that can challenge and, and really fight for spots and just increase the level of training and uh, make it a more competitive environment.
9: And then transitioning transitioning into this season, obviously, You guys now have a target on your back. What has it been like going from the hunter to the hunted? Now, every team is giving you their best effort trying to knock off the defending national champions.
7: Um, It's definitely a different challenge we have to face this year. And it started already in preseason when we played uh, Rio Grande or UNC. Every team will give us their best effort. And, um, yeah. We have to step up now and develop as a team. Um, and that goes hand in hand with what Max already said. With like the fast transition from one season to another, we had to adapt and find the rhythm. But I think we're back on track now. And um, the last games, especially yesterday, I think um, we're solid and we know what we have to do and we have to stick to our basics and play our game.
9: And then I also want to talk a similar... Uh, Subject that we talked about just a moment ago last week's game against West Virginia What a crowd that came out to Hoops family field. It smashed the attendance record for Marshall soccer What has it been like seeing not just the the support stop right after the championship season that the fans are still very into it and supporting you all? What's it been like seeing the crowd full after you score a goal Max?
10: Mm. Yeah, I mean that was certainly a special moment um, and especially with the rivalry game against WVU. Um, and for us, that's what we need, right? Uh, we have a target on our back. We just talked about it. And um, we, need, we need our fans to come out, support us. So um, we get those, you know, three, five more percent, uh, which will help us tremendously. And um, it's great, you know, to see the fans in our own stadium to support us and um, not in North Carolina. So, um, yeah, we're happy and thankful for everybody who came out. And we hope uh, it's going to continue throughout the whole season.
9: And a question here more about the game. The team's philosophy, it seems like, well, maybe just the results have changed so far this year, or at least the way you are winning. Last year, you really relied on your defense, uh, ended the season with three consecutive shutouts. And now, entering this week, you as a team had the third highest scoring team in the entire nation. What has led to the offensive outburst this year? I know a couple of you are defenders, but jan Eric, you're a offensive defenseman, so you could chime in as well, but we would like to hear from all of you on that. <laughs> uh,
6: I mean, I don't think much has changed, uh, you know, from the defensive standpoint. I think we can do a lot better uh, getting back to where we need to be, and, you know, that starts with each one of us individually and then working together. But I think last year, you know, I saw a lot of our games in one nothing or 2 nothing, but, if you look at the statue, you're looking at like 15 shots a game, you know, 10 shots on goal. So sometimes the ball just doesn't, you know, drop that way for you. And, you know, we found success in, in staying strong at the back and getting, you know, finding that one, that one chance, maybe two. But this year, I think you're seeing the clinical edge come out that just wasn't always there last year. And sometimes that, that just came down to luck. And I think uh, once we get both those parts together, I don't think there's any team that's going to be able to stop us on our day.
9: And then the other side of the ball, you talked about it a little bit there defensively. How do you guys get back to having the same success that you had last season? Was I was reading through the box scores, you only allowed two goals in one entire game of the whole season. That really sets the whole team up for success. What is the key
7: to getting back to that type of defense? I, we don't need a new strategy. It all like. We really try to play from the back, like we try to build from the back. And with having teams giving their best effort every game, obviously it's getting harder to play out of, of the back. Um, yeah, so the, there's more pressure on us, obviously, but we don't change our philosophy or nothing like that. It's just adapting to it and um, doing what we do, basically.
9: Couple of great answers, guys. Right now, we are going to go ahead and step aside for a quick break. When we return, we will continue the conversation with Marshall Men's Soccer. You're listening to Sports View.
0: The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage so Marshall and North Carolina about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome high atop the Liberty Bowl broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed as the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium welcome back to the Wolstein Center in downtown Cleveland Ohio Marshall women's basketball on the brain WMUL FM Huntington the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Doit Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, a Stone's Throw from I-75.
5: Back inside the KFC Young Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC Center here in Kent, Ohio, Marshall women's basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From Millett Hall in Oxford, Ohio, the campus of Miami University. Here atop Dowdy Fickland
0: Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina. WMUL-FM Huntington.
5: Ball is in the air. We're underway at Jones the Don't just listen to the game.
6: Find out what to expect with the WMUL pregame show. At least 15 minutes before every game, the FM 88 sports team discusses the key matchups and strategies.
9: Marshall is going to have its hands full with Memphis's
5: athleticism and speed all night long. I really think that people want to see the ball go to Cody Slate. He's a fan favorite. you got to play simple soccer. That's what you do. You want to crush it, but you don't want to overforce things. You and take a chance. A team like SMU will take advantage. On down the line, you see
8: a lot of depth and a lot of capability. This team has the ability to get hits every single time they go to the plate. They're able to move the ball around really well. They have four players with over
6: 100 kills, and they're a great team defensively. So, before kickoff, tip off, first pitch, or first serve, get award winning analysis from an award winning station,
5: the WMUL Pregame Show, only on 88.1.
9: WMUL. Marshall football returns to the gridiron for its 2021 season under the leadership of new head coach Charles Hubb.
1: Wells will take the snap. He's looking
9: downfield. Good pressure. He's got Gaines in the middle of the field. Grant Wells with his first career touchdown pass on a crossing route to Xavier Gaines. Catch all the exciting action on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network as we bring it all to you from the pregame program to the postgame wrap-up as the Thundering Herd aspire to return to the conference USA Championship. The
8: freshman Grant Wells chucks it to wide open Xavier Gates and Shride. 30,
1: 20, 10. Gates can walk in for a 70-yard score! Marshall Football travels to Boone, North Carolina for a Thursday night matchup with the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Kickoff is set for 730 with pregame coverage beginning at 630.
9: It's Thundering Herd Football on your award-winning home for Marshall Athletics coverage. The Edge Sports Radio Network, right here on WMUL 88.1 FM. And welcome back to Sports View. I'm Christian Palmer. Welcome to alongside the Marshall men's soccer team. We have senior right back Jan-Erik hosts, senior center back Nathan Dos Santos, and junior midfielder Max Schneider. Guys, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit more about the personal side of things, let the fans know you a little bit more. So both of you guys, uh, Max and jan Eric, are from Germany. Nathan, you're from Canada, all three very far away from Huntington. Marshall is known for its home-like atmosphere, but you guys ever get homesick? And what do you do when you are homesick? Going to Bahnhof. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've honestly been there one time and I, I was not sure what to expect. And then I saw all the German uh, titles of the food, and so I, I could see very well why you like going over there.
10: Um, yeah, personally, uh, I go to a summit and um, I have the beer from my hometown. Um, but I also listen to music from my hometown uh, whenever I get homesick or I just talk to my brother via FaceTime.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best way. You know, I trying to keep up uh, calling my friends, family from back home. Uh, for a lot of us, it's been a year, even some guys two years since they've been home. So, you know, it's important to you know, stay in touch with family and it helps keep you grounded a bit.
9: And would like to hear from all of you on this as well. Has Marshall
7: somewhat felt like it's turned into your home over the years? Yeah, 100%. For me, it's my fourth year now. I came here 2018 so three and a half years now and um, it's definitely my family especially because we have so many players from other countries everybody needs some somebody to talk to since the family is far away so it makes things easier to talk to some guys about more private stuff and we are together every day so that helps a lot but uh, yeah everybody's getting homesick sometimes so the call on the weekend helps or, yeah, like listening to music, stuff like that. And next question I have for you
9: guys kind of goes along with the same theme there. Since you are so far away, what drew you to Marshall? We'll start off with Nathan.
6: Uh, I was two years down in Pittsburgh uh, playing uh, playing soccer there, and I decided at that time I was going to go on the transfer portal and just look for a, a different opportunity. And... uh Luckily, Chris Grassi and the coaching staff here reached out to me and just kind of presented this project that they had uh, started and obviously coming off the great 2019 season, they, uh, they had aspirations already, you know, to win a national championship and that's what kind of punched the ticket for me. That's what drew me in to come here. And obviously, I think the biggest factor was the, uh, the style of play, you know, how we play football is, uh, you know, the real reason why I came here. Yeah.
9: And Max, for you, what made you choose Marshall?
10: Um, yeah, in 2018 I decided to come to the US and pursue a degree uh, while also playing soccer at a college. And um, I had different offers, but I think Chris Grassi and his philosophy of how he wants to play uh, football um, yeah, was the decisive factor in the end for me. Um, so I'm very happy uh, that we were able to be so successful in the last two years.
7: Yeah, pretty much the same for me 2018 needed something new, change, and um, I went to a showcase in Germany, where also Chris Cressy was. He was scouting for new players, and that's how I made contact with him. And also at the time with Jonas Westmeyer, who who was playing here. Um, Yeah, he was on the showcase too, and so everything started from there. And when I was talking to Chris and Petsa and all the coaching stuff at the time, they were really driven and if you take a look at Chris Cressy's history at Charleston, you could also tell that he knows what he's talking about. And um, he said we're going to win the national championship in the next four years and I, I believed him and like I said I needed a change and that seems like a perfect op- opportunity for me. And he was a man of his word, was he not? He was.
9: And switching gears a little bit here, guys, talk a little bit about the difficulties that come with being a student athlete, trying to balance your schoolwork along with your athletics, especially since there's raised expectations for your team. And we'll start again with Nathan.
6: Uh, You know, for me, you know, I'm in my third, fourth year of college now, and I think the biggest thing is just being uh, developing a good habit in terms of time management. Uh, It's not that difficult if you can really – uh, be disciplined and, and devote time to your studies and obviously uh, enough time to your athletics and taking care of yourself when you go through the day. like Those are kind of the things that uh, you got to check off you know, you, if you're doing your schoolwork, your assignments, things like that. And then obviously your training and then your, your rehab to take care of yourself. And if you get those three things done, then most of the time, that's enough for the day.
10: Max? Yeah, um, I mean, you definitely cannot compare our life to uh, regular students' life. Um, because we have so much going on, and like, especially during months where we play twice a week, it's very tough, because we don't normally get an off day. And um, so, yeah, you need to make sure of of your mental health as well, you know, um, go out with your friends, uh, go to, to watch a movie or something like that. Um, but then, yeah, obviously, just like Nate said, uh, time management is definitely the most important uh, factor in being successful as a student-athlete. Um just making sure you know you get all the things done you need to do recovery, practice, homework, okay. class. Um and then I think you're you're uh, having a really good time here.
7: And finally, Jan Eric? Yeah, I can just add something on that. Um like the teachers and professors they're always really helping us with everything. They they know our schedule as well. Um and I had never had a problem like to turn in my homework on a due date was never an issue. But yeah, like they already said, time management and prioritize school is is a huge part as well, yeah.
9: And sticking with the theme of school, what are each of you going to school for and what would you like to do with your degree afterwards? Of course, if you're not playing professional soccer, I'm sure that is the number one goal for each of you. But we'll start with Jan-Erik,
7: what are you going to school for and what would you like to do with your degree? (laughs) Okay. Um oh, I, that's a hard question to be honest. <laughs> um, I hope that I'm gonna need the degree not in the next two years, but maybe in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer. I like it. Max?
10: Yeah, so I'm majoring in psychology and um yeah I'll plan on getting my undergraduate here. And then um I'm interested. Uh, interested into different fields um but most likely right now I see myself uh in the field of the sp- uh, sports psychology um just because it combines my passion football and um, athletics with the field of uh
6: psychology so um that's definitely an interesting option for the future Yeah, and i'm I'm currently uh, pursuing a double major. So I began with political science, and then with the COVID year and extra time, I started doing uh, the double major in French as well. Uh, at this time, you know, my, my major naturally takes me to a, a path towards law school, but there, there's also lots of opportunities I can explore, whether it be overseas or, or back home in Canada. Love
9: all the answers, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and switch gears one more time, focusing back on the soccer pitch. You guys have really been going through the ringer lately with your schedule. You just played Akron, a ranked team, West Virginia before that, and Kentucky coming up this weekend. Three consecutive ranked teams, and you had Bowling Green right before that. I don't believe they're ranked anymore, but I believe they were in the top 25 at yeah, one point. I think they're 17 now, actually. Okay. They, just, they just moved back they, up again, yeah. Right, right. They just updated it. But what has it been like going through that tough stretch of a schedule, and how are you able to just even keep your head above water sometimes?
6: I mean, like Max said, the, the recovery aspect is huge, but uh, these are the games we want, right? We don't want to be playing, uh, you know, schools that, that aren't inside the top 50, even top 100 at the beginning of the season. We want to be playing schools that are going to get us ready for the end of the year, because when it comes to tournament time and, and there's only a couple teams left, you got to be ready for those big games. And that's why we're, we're really happy to have this schedule. And it's a good challenge for us. And conference play is really about to ramp
9: up. Can you guys talk a little bit about the importance of succeeding in conference? We'll start with Max.
10: Um, yeah, I think that if we take uh, care of conference this year, um, we're going to be fine and we're going to have good chances again. So we just need to make sure that um, after our first tie against Coastal Carolina that we don't drop any more points from now on. And, um, yeah, so we'll take every, every single game Um, as important as every uh, game against the ranked team, so for us it doesn't change a lot. Um, We want to win every game, and therefore we need the best preparation for every game. So um, It doesn't really change anything that we're going to play in the conference.
9: Okay, and I just have one final question for you guys, and we can actually have a little fun with this one. I want to know, who is the funniest guy on the team, (laughs) and why? And... Uh. Whoever wants to go first, if you already have an idea oh, so in your somebody mind.
7: Somebody who always uh, brings a smile to everybody, I would say, is uh, a jeddy. I mean, he's just such a nice person, and he's always happy. It doesn't matter what. So he brings a lot of uh, good good vibes, uh, how we would say, to the locker room. Funniest uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, a lot of, lot of guys who are funny. Yeah. Hard um, to say.
10: Definitely at Jetty, he brings good vibes to the team. But really funny, uh, Jacob Adams. Ja- oh, yes. Jacob Adams <laughs> Jacob Adams is up there. Sadu, um our new freshman, he has definitely the potential to grow into Jacob. that role. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot
6: of candidates. Yeah, I just want to state for the record that... Uh if he was still here, this uh, it would be no doubt that everybody here would say Felipe. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, he's moved on. But if he was still here, I think that this award would go to him and him alone. But uh, we got a great, we got a great group of boys. I think of Davi. He, he's a funny one, and, yeah. and obviously Milo Yosef. He's a character too. So we got a lot of boys here that uh, bring a smile to.
9: Great answers, guys. I had a feeling you might like that question. Well, yeah. thank you all for joining us and coming on the show this evening. Congratulations on your national championship last season and good luck more moving forward this season. And thank you. That yeah. will do it for Sports View tonight. Thank you for Jan Eric Line, host Nathan Dos Santos, and Max Schneider for joining me, Christian Palmer. Have a good evening.
0: Thanks for listening to the award-winning Sports View. Tune in again next week at 7 p.m. for more Sports View on the worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, WMUL 88.1. You've been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.
1: I'm stuck in this house, I have nothing to
5: do, my roommate's driving me insane, and if I hear one more bad song on the radio, I'm going to be sick. Help!
8: Listen here, son, you need to get out the house and find something fun to do. Why listen to bad music when you can play the music you love? That's right, 88.1 WMULs looking for DJs. Just call 696-6640 or stop by the communications building room 204. Right on Marshall's campus next to Smith Hall. You know the DJs always get the ladies. is that right, ladies?
1: Say what?
8: Maybe not always, but you know what they say. WMULs want bad mother. Shut your mouth. Just talking about WMU
5: 88.1.
8: That is the one you like, isn't it?
5: Uh
8: huh. Oh, yeah. Can you dig it? When Marshall Athletics plays for championships, once again, your final score 73 62. Hurt advances to the Conference USA Championship game for the first time ever. Yeah!
5: She fires one in. It's got a rounder right back up the middle. Williamson throws to first base in time. Out number three, Marshall, is your 2013 Conference USA Tournament champion. And the cheerleaders come out to join the herd as well because Marshall wins its first ever Conference USA football
8: title. 26-23. Buzzer goes off and the herd is victorious. 79 as the
5: thundering herd comes away with the come from behind victory in
9: round
8: one of the women's basketball invitational tournament.
6: WMUL 88.1 FM brings the action to you.